and gentlemen, welcome to episode 152 of Three Beers In. My name is Dom, and this week I will be drinking, and I have been drinking, from uh, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, their Wheelhouse Creative Ale Series, uh, Kegnog. Okay, Kegnog. And this is a really, really nice, interesting beer here, uh, just to read about it. It's a milkshake IPA, India Pale Ale with vanilla extract. And Amarula Hops, it is a limited release. It's got a really cool can here. It's got a Santa Claus there. He looks a little upset. He looks a little upset, but he's cheersing with a Jewish gentleman and an African-American gentleman who has a Kwanzaa shirt. The Jewish gentleman has dreidels on his shirt. African-American gentleman has a Kwanzaa outfit going on. The The elves are wasted. There's a... A seagull dresses a turkey. They're by the because the, I think this brewery has a um, a sailing theme, a uh, nautical theme, and they're by they're on a dock, and they're drinking this beer out of a barrel with a ladle, and it's a really really nice um, really nice look. Six point five alcohol by volume, and that's what I'm drinking today. <clears throat> but before we begin the show, ladies and gentlemen, there's no avoiding it. I have to address the elephant in the room. You know, it's a very sad day for our country, a very difficult day for our country, a very difficult time for our country. Um, I thought that this could have been delayed. I thought that this, you know, maybe could have been avoided, you know. But was it inevitable? Maybe it was. Maybe it was. It's not easy to even talk about it, to be honest, because of how impactful this is. On everyone and on everyone's life, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in this country. What am I talking about, ladies and gentlemen? What am I saying? I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. Reports are coming out. This one is specifically from Brewbound.com. New Belgium, the employee-owned favorite, has voted in favor to sell to Kieran owner Lion Little World Beverages. That's right, everybody. The end of an era. One of the last vestiges of craft beer that isn't Dogfish Head, that isn't Sam Adams, to say there is a very successful national brewery <coughs> that does well, that stacks up against the big boys and would not sell to Anheuser-Busch. Now, normally this is a part of the beer review, but I'm, I had to start the show with this because this is some of the biggest news to hit the craft beer community in a long time. So the New Belgium Brewing Company's employees owned <clears throat> owners have voted in favor of selling the company to Kieran-owned Lion Little World Beverages despite human Oh, I didn't <clears throat> read this part, excuse me. Despite human rights groups' concerns over the Japanese beer giant's business dealings in Myanmar. New Belgium and Lion announced the proposed sale on November 19th, sorry I missed that, with the Australian Asian with the Australasian beer company poised to acquire 100% of the Fort Collins Colorado headquartered brewery, uh, the fourth largest brewers association defined domestic brewery in all cash transactions. Uh, the deal uh, value has been pegged at between 350 million and 400 million dollars. This is according to Forbes. Uh, the completion of the transaction was contingent on a vote of New Belgium's employees 
that are owners after the institution had the 100% employee ownership in 2012. The deal has also cleared antitrust regulatory approval. The transaction is now expected to be finalized by the end of 2019, pending customary closing conditions. We'll be closing out the decade with some of the hardest-hitting news uh, that the beer community will be hit with. Uh, today, New Belgium ESOP participants uh, voted in favor of the proposed transaction with Little World Beverages. New Belgium CEO Steve Fechheimer said in a statement shared by the craft brewery, this result moves us one step closer towards New Belgium Brewing officially joining Little Lion Beverages. We're excited about the next chapter for NBB and continually, uh, and continuing to prove uh, business can be a force for good. We are grateful to have the trust of New Belgium employees as we move forward to close the deal. Uh, Lion Little World Beverages Managing Director Matt Tapper added in a separate statement, New Belgium has great people, great brands, and a great company. I can't wait to get started. The completion of the sale will mean more than 300 New Belgium employees will receive more than $100,000 in retirement money, with some employees receiving more. Once the transaction closes, uh, New Belgium's ESOP will have paid nearly $190 million to its current and former employees. Vote comes a week after human rights groups urge the craft brewery's employees' owners to vote against the sale due to the Japanese beer giant Kirin's ties to Myanmar Economic Holdings Limited, whose chairman, General Ming Ong Huyan, is accused of carrying out a military operation with genocidal intent against the Rohingya Muslims in the country. Uh, Kirin has operated two joint ventures in Myanmar. Uh, they include Myanmar Brewing Limited and uh, Mandalay Brewing uh, Limited since 2015. Uh, the United Nations reports uh, in, a, in a release <clears throat> in August found that Myanmar's uh, military network of business allowed it to carry out ethnic cleansing, murder, and rape of Rohingya Muslims in the country. In 2007, you know, this took a turn. I don't mean to stop reading the, the, the uh, article here, but it is just... I'm scrolling and there's so much Myanmar in it. And I'm not saying that that's a, I'm not, okay. I'm not advocating genocide here, but I did not expect this article about a brewery to go down this rabbit hole of geopolitical stuff. Um, my main thing is this. Uh, I'm kind of happy for the employees. Uh, they had their say. They had a choice, you know. Um, I'm sure some of them voted no. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure for, for brewery workers, this is a, a pretty sweet deal, especially if you're just uh, a regular dude, that's a pretty sweet, um, pretty sweet, uh, a deal there. But, uh, you know, just don't change fat tire, you know, you do that and you're going to be successful from here on out. Don't change fat tire, keep everything the way it is and we should be all right. So it's a somber note, a solemn day, if you will to start the show, and hopefully there's not much time left in 2019. Maybe there's something in the craft beer world that could pick us up from this uh, from this harsh, harsh reality that we have here, and I potentially have an article lined up that might uh, brighten the spirits, but that'll be later on in the show. Welcome, everybody. Sorry that I had to start with such a somber, hurtful 
moment in craft beer history. Fat Tire, New Belgium, when they first came out, you know, and they had before they rebranded like their their look and everything, they were just so they were so mom and popish. You know what I mean, mom and popish. The only beer I ever had from them though was Fat Tire because just like every other brewery. I keep it moving, you know. You'd have one beer and then you move on. Except Bolero Snort. I have everything from there and I have everything from Flagship and everything from um, Killsboro. But um, I had the I had the Fat Tire. It was good and I moved on. I never tried anything else from them. I heard great things about stuff that, you know, they had the uh, Orange Delic uh, IPA, which featured the Mandarina Bavaria hop, uh, which I wanted to try, but <clears throat> maybe I can get my hands on it before the sale is final and these uh, people could screw it up. Huh. <sighs> You know, I just, um, I, I figured it would happen. I mean, isn't this inevitable? I mean, it's almost inevitable now with every brewery, it seems. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> it almost seems inevitable with all of our favorite breweries that have national attention that they want to um, either get out or, or, or uh, expand. And now they have every right to do it, but this is the song that we sing. I mean, this is the, the facts of the business that we're in and, uh, and what we appreciate. So... Hats off to the employees that, like I said, I mean, that's a silver lining there. They had their choice. You know, they, uh, like I said before, I mean, I'm pretty sure not everybody voted yes to it, but, you know, it, it's better than just having the rug pulled out from underneath you. You know, they were a employee-owned organization, and the, their voices were heard, and they're, they're taking their, their, their payday. They're taking their money, and they're, and they're skedaddling. And uh, probably some of them will still work there and everything. So they're looking at a big chunk of change, and then they could continue to work. It's just like imagine you get a $100,000 bonus, and then you can continue to work. I mean, it's a pretty sweet deal, you know? And hopefully things don't change. Yeah, you can do. So I hate to bounce around because I started with some news. Now I'm going to come out of the news and go back into the news. But nonetheless... Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are very, very close to Christmas. I'm so excited that I'm able to get a show in right before Christmas and then right after, the day right after we're going to be doing a show. And uh, I'm really glad that I had a seasonal-type beer uh, to be had here tonight. Um, It's fucking freezing outside, and I don't want to turn this into a weather podcast, but it was at work yesterday, and I'm pretty sure everyone's phones went off, and there was an amber, not an amber alert, no, oh, God, before they get to the weather. You want to talk Amber Alerts? Get this Amber Alert about this 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 little girl, uh, Carol, whatever Sanchez, sixteen years old, kidnapped in the Bronx, right? Buddy of mine at work says, "Check out the video I just sent you." I look down at my phone. What do I see? One of the most horrific things I have seen in a long time. <clears throat> if you haven't seen this, this is what the video depicts. It's a CCTV video, so that's creepy on itself because it's all grainy and you can't really see what's going on. You see uh, two individuals walking down the street. It's raining. They have their umbrellas up. A car comes screeching up, halts. Two men come bursting out of the vehicle. You can't see their faces. They're shadowy figures. But you see these two entities rush these two individuals that are on the sidewalk, grab them up, and drag them into the car. They're dragged into the vehicle. The vehicle moves a little bit, stops again. Back door opens up. They kick one of the people out, and then they move on. They drive off. <clears throat> with great haste. That was the video of Miss Sanchez and her mother being abducted off the street and then the mother being kicked out. And then the, the, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh my God, this is terrible. I can't believe I just witnessed this. I can't believe I just saw this. I was instantly hit with sadness. I'm a family man now. I have a daughter. 
Okay? Human trafficking is a real thing. God, this is such a depressing podcast right now. I'm sorry. But it's the truth. It's a terrible reality. I immediately start looking up online where to buy a gun, like legally. I'm like, all right, what do I got to do to have a gun on me? Because if I get rushed by two dudes and my daughter's with me, I'm just going to start blasting. I'm going to start shooting. Turns out I can't carry a gun. But that's nonetheless. In New York, I can't do it. But, I mean, I am distraught about this. I'm sick to my stomach because I said to my friends, I said to everybody around me at work, I said, this is, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to somebody. The worst thing that could possibly happen because it sounds crass, it sounds crazy. But when, like, someone's murdered or someone tragically dies, drug overdose, accident, you have closure. You know what happened. You could debate why all these things happened in the world, suicide, murder, terrible loss. But at least you know what happened. When someone's kidnapped, taken away, gobbled up off the street, there's no, there's no answers, you know? And you listen to these true crime podcasts just like I do. You watch this crazy shit on Netflix, and then it happens to you right in front of your eyes. New York City was in mourning, and they were upset. Everyone was so upset. We wanted to find this girl. The next day, I got a text from my wife because she was just as distraught. I got a text from my wife. They found her, exclamation point. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Woo! Score one for the good guys, right? Right? And then all the Twitters and all those. Blah, blah, blah. Everything starts coming out of the woodwork that this, this little girl faked the kidnapping because her mother was mean and she didn't want to go back to Honduras. What? Are you kidding me? The amount of betrayal that I felt in my heart and soul, I was fit to be tied. I cursed her. I cursed her name because she ruined my morning. She ruined my morning. And you know what? If she's going to be that selfish, I'm going to be just as selfish back. I was upset. Uh, excuse me. I was upset and I couldn't believe it. And I hope to God that they throw the book at those children or some sort of punishment. Something has to be done. Especially the individuals that kidnapped her, or fake kidnapped her, because I'm pretty sure that, they, uh, and I think I read it, they were in their 20s. All right? They got to go to jail. You got to make an example out of people like this. You took law enforcement, you took detectives, you took hardworking NYPD off of people who are actually missing to try to find you, and you were upset because someone was mean to you. Your mother was mean to you. My mother once beat me with a Bible. I don't know if she wanted me to share that on the air, but she beat me with a Bible. She prayed for forgiveness during it. And I remember it fondly because it really whipped me into shape. And she also hit me a bunch of times with a wooden spoon. But this little girl, she deserves a spanking from her mother, from her mean mother. Or maybe the mom is going to like actually capitulate and be like, no, sweetheart, please, you scared us. Now you're going to go to jail. Forget Honduras. You're going to the slammer. Anyway, so now the Ambular thing goes off yesterday again. And I'm like, oh, great. We got another one. Who's gone now? We got an alert for a squall, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever heard of a squall? Me neither. So, well, I, of course, I go to Google it because I can't not know what things are. I go to Google Squall. Squall is a small, very dangerous snowstorm situation. Right? That's what I'm reading. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bring up my weather app. I got a weather app called My Radar. This thing is able to tell you right to the second 
when it's going to rain. Now, I remember I was over at the great Pete Sullivan's house, and uh, I felt a drop in temperature. And because of this application, I knew that it was going to rain cats and dogs. And I said, we got to move now. we got to get in. And we got everything important in the house before the rain came down. All the people got in. All the stuff got in right before the uh, the torrential downpour that came. So now I'm like, let me find this squall. So I go into the into Pennsylvania on the map layer, eh? and I see there's this line, okay? Usually when you look at storms, you look at this big cloud-looking thing. It's got the, the green and the yellow and the red in it, and that indicates the craziness that might be happening. But I'm looking at this fucking squall, and it literally looks like, so if, if you were to like use like fruit, for example, a big storm coming is a watermelon, right? That's what's coming, right? Watermelon. The squall was an asparagus, right? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is a squall? And they're saying it's going to be all these terrible things? Well, guess what, guys? It was fucking crazy. I got out of work right when the squall, right when the squall was over the horizon, okay? It was right on my coattails. And it almost fucking kept my phone almost blew out of my hand. Wind gusts out of control. And I don't know if this contributed to this poor woman getting killed in Midtown. God, Dom, the podcast is so depressing. Played it up. Can you imagine going your whole life? She was like a socialite. She got all this money and shit. You're living this life. You haven't even made your trust out yet, probably to your cat or dog. And you get fucking taken out by a chunk of brick. You didn't even see it coming. Maybe that's a good way to go. You don't see it coming. You don't even know. All of a sudden, you're out. And that brings up this topic to me right here. How the fuck? I don't even know who the person was, but you know who I'm talking about. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. The 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 rich bitch. Let me not call her a bitch. Well, you know, I'm not going to call her a bitch. The rich bitch that left all of her money to a fucking dog. Who gets the money when the dog dies? Hopefully that's written in because guess what, asshole? You could have given that money to a fucking cancer uh, center that does research and shit. You give millions of dollars to a fucking Pomeranian. Are you shitting me? You mean to tell me that in your existence of being rich, probably from no, you know, nothing you've done, right? You mean to tell me that there's nobody that deserves that? Let's just say, for the sake of argument, you, you run a company that employs 2,000 people. And you've assumed this massive amount of wealth. Maybe even more than that. Maybe you, you're employing like 50,000 people. You can't, you can't disperse it amongst those people. They helped you build the wealth, right? That's, that's Marxism 101 right there. The proletariat, give it to them. No, no. You don't think maybe someone that wiped your ass while you were shitting yourself dying? Maybe give it to that person? No, no, no. I'm going to give it to, to Poochie Smooch. I'm going to give it to Ronaldo, my dog. Maybe it's some rich elitist way of fucking with each other. Like at the end of like the, the end of the of their life, you know. It's some it's some fuck you to the rest of the elitists. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't. I can't figure that out. Yeah, she had no kids. I think. I mean, I'm, I I could be making this up, but I'm pretty sure this fucking happened. Maybe she even scummed over her kids. I don't know. I don't know. I'll never have that amount of money to, um, to fuck with people. But uh, if you if you could have like if if. If you couldn't have given that money to, like, cancer research or something like that, you're a piece of shit garbage, you know? And guess what? We remembered you for that, you dummy, you stupid bitch. Um, let's, get, let's, get the, uh, let's get the hop of the week, shall we? Okay. Hop this week we're going to do is t- uh, Tetanaga. Tetananger. Tetananger. 
Tettenanger. This has been a lot of beers, so... Hoplist.com says, selected from an old German land race, uh, Tettenager is grown the world over. Swiss, U.S., and Australian varieties can be found on the market today, though some foreign versions labeled Tettenager are actually hybridized uh, mix of Fuggle and not considered a true Tettenager hop. Uh, Tettenager is grown around in its native village of Tettenang uh, in southwest Germany and in small quantities near Lake Constance in Switzerland. Uh, it's also known as Tetnang, Tetnang, Tetnanger, German Tetnang, Tetnanger GR, Schwitzanger, Deutsche Fruppen. Dead serious, it says Fruppen. Uh, characteristics here are a balanced. Oh, wait, excuse me, I missed this here. Though, characteristic, though characteristically similar to Hollertau and genetically similar to Sage, Tetnanger has notably more foreign sense uh, content, uh, giving it a soft. Spiciness and a subtle balanced floral and herbal aroma. It is also great as a uh, dual hop uh, use, uh, considered by many to be particularly well suited to European lagers and pilsners. Uh, it's a, got the balanced floral and herbal aromas with some spiciness. Uh, purposes for bittering and aroma, even though the alpha acid composition is pretty low at 3 to 5.8%. Burp. Excuse me. That was a nice burp. Um, the, uh, the, um, the substitutes are Sage, Spalt, uh, Santium, Spalta, Select, and Tetananga uh, US, which is the US version. I suppose the Australian one is a lot different. Uh, style guide, uh, Bitter, California, uh, Bitter, which is an English style, California Blonde Ale, Red Ale, Pilsners, Lagers, American Amber Ale, uh, Winter Ale, Pale Ale, Wheat Beer, Bavarian Hefeweizen, Cream Ale, and American Lager. That's what we get for Tetananga. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what's crazy is that I've—I don't think in season two I've done a wheat beer yet. I guess I'll wait for when the the season changes a little bit. Um, gets a little bit warmer out for me to uh, to do that. Definitely gonna do a half a Weizen. I think I want to try to make a half a Weizen uh, for the next time that I uh, that I brew. Just a little bit of an update here because I do tell people on the show that I do have the Mount Rushmore, and a lot of people have asked, "Well, who's on the Mount Rushmore?" So a little bit of an update just so you guys know what's going on here. The beers that we have on the Mount Rushmore so far for Season 2, and I think I might kick off Season 3 in the new year uh, and maybe start fresh. We could do more um, different Mount Rushmores and stuff like that, but we'll see. In the first iteration we have here... Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I screwed up this list. Give me one second. One second. Sorry about that. We're back because um, I realized I made an error here. The Mount Rushmore stands as follows. In the lager department, we have the Five Borough Pilsner, um, that is the first beer that we did, and it hadn't been dethroned in the lager department since then. On the ale side of things, it was Blood of the Unicorn, but that was dethroned by Duclaw's Citrus Snuggy, which was absolutely fantastic. Under the stout, we have Tiramisu Munchies, which is by Killsborough. And I think uh, for the after Christmas episode, I'm going to call it now, I'm going to bring in, I'm going to bring in Flagship's um, Chocolate Cake Stout. I, I'm pretty sure that's the name of it because I think it's fair. Let's see who wins the battle of the two stouts in Staten Island. And then for the seasonal, we had um, Unsatisfied by uh, Disturbed, and that was from the Sour September, um, the Sour September, uh, uh, set, that was from the Sour September. What the fuck am I trying to say? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's it. Now back to my show notes that I have here today. Uh, those here. And let's, um, let's get in, into that other news. 
sir. Uh, a couple things here. First thing. Yeah, first thing I got here from um, America, AmericaMagazine.org, which is a Jesuit uh, magazine. Uh, so, you know, just letting you know. It's a meet the monks who brew the only Trappist beer in America. I started reading it and it was it was interesting, but it was so fucking long that I can't even I can't even get into it. But it is interesting because I was under the impression that all Trappist beer was only brewed in Belgium, but these Trappist monks are specifically Belgian monks. But these particular monks here uh, are they run Spencer Brewery, uh, which is located in uh, near Boston at St. Joseph Abbey. And it's really, really cute because it's just a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys, what am I saying? It's a bunch of monks who they have to pray for, I think, nine hours a day. So that that's how they start their day. They get up at 2.30 and fucking pray. And then they brew the beer all day um, because they have to sell it in order to survive. But these are who they have. Um, these, are, these are the beers they have. They have a regular Trappist Ale, a Trappist Holiday Ale, uh, Trappist uh, Monks Reserve Ale. They have an Imperial Stout. They have an IPA, but that's only offered in Europe only, which is strange. They have a Pilsner. They have a Vienna Lager. They have a um, a regular IPA. And they also have a Peach Saison and a Grapefruit IPA, which I think is pretty impressive for a brewery run completely by old monk dudes. Literally, that's what they do. So that's pretty cool. Also, another article I came across here. This is from uh, BlockClubChicago.org. It's uh, Revolutions Brew- uh, Revolution Brewing's Dank and Juicy, a new beer, Legal Hero, uh, created to celebrate recreational weed in Illinois. And the interesting thing here is it's basically an article that um, is celebrating the fact that uh, marijuana is becoming more and more legal here in the United States. So Legal Hero, uh, this is according to the owner, uh, Josh Death of Revolution, Legal Hero is a celebration beer for our local fans who are seeing changes happen right before our eyes. It was illegal to drink beer in this country at one point, too. We're cheering the liberalization of marijuana laws in, New- in Illinois and some historical wrongs that can be righted as a result. The beer is a double dry hopped IPA, but it does not contain any THC or CBD. Um, but as many beer fans will be quick to tell you, humulus lupulus, lu- hu- humulus lupulus. <laughs> it's hard to say that correctly without sounding foolish. Which are the hops used to brew beer uh, and cannabis uh, sat sativa marijuana have similar tastes and smell properties and are both members of the cannabisia uh, family. Legal Hero was created to showcase the deep, grassy, and resinous qualities of Strata, a new hop variety. Uh, Revolution's brewers selected to brew the beer alongside with Eureka exclamation point and Columbus hops. And uh, they're going to be doing this at their brew pub on January 2nd. So if you're able to do this, go ahead there. I, I just didn't know that. Uh, I had no idea that they were legalizing marijuana in Illinois. But because of beer, I understand that now. Also, I also think this article serves a purpose in terms of they're going to they're gonna come out with, with beers that have cannabis infused in them for sure. They're going to they're going to figure out how to do it. They're going to they're not going to miss out on that boat. We heard and saw that Boston Beer Company was trying to test the market early on. Um with that, also I was looking at ingredients to get for the next batch of beer that I'm going to brew. They're offering CBD oil to put in your beer. 
So it's going to be a huge market, and uh, uh, there's going to be a resurgence of breweries popping up. You're going to see, guarantee you're going to see um, craft breweries with craft weed, okay? Don't be surprised if you see that, and it's just going to be uh, just a, a house of, of um, indulgence for sure. Uh, another article I came across here, and uh, this one uh, I think is going to make us a little bit happier here. It's from abc15.com, very local. So shout out to our fans out there in uh, Tucson, <coughs> Arizona. We have a few. And it says here, Barrio Brewing Owners bestow company to their employees. And it's funny how this comes full circle because I talked about bestowing money upon cancer institutes if you're an old hag who has a whole bunch of it. The owners of the uh, 12-year-old Tucson Brace Brewery have gifted the company to their current employees to create what they say is the first employee ownership plan in Arizona's craft beer industry. Barrio Brewing owners Dennis and Tona Arnold bestowed the company to their more than 60 employees on Monday, according to the Arizona Daily Star. The employees would own 100% of Barrio Brewing under the employee stock ownership plan that would provide more uh, to each employee than Social Security would, the Arnolds say. The employees would buy the brewery from the Arnolds over the next five years with the proceeds of the brewery's profits, so no money would change hands, the officials said. Employees who have been uh, with the brewery uh, with the brewery for the last five years, excuse me, employees who have been with the brewery for at least five years would become vested owners once the licenses and liquor transfers are complete. Officials said, Barrio is one of the state's largest craft beer producers, about fifteen thousand barrels a year. Officials said, Barrio beer is available in retailers around Arizona, including uh, at Fry's, Safeway, grocery stores, Circle K, Quick Trip. Convenience stores and Walmart officials said dozens of restaurants also offer barrios on tap. Now, I think this is like a really, really cool idea. The owners are, I mean, maybe they're older individuals because the article doesn't go any deeper into into the details there. Maybe they're a bit older. Maybe they had enough. And, you know, it, it seems like a real local place, a real local thing, and people are into it. They said, why not, instead of closing our doors, why not say, here, take it from our hands, buy us out, Without any money really exchanging hands, because we're going to continue to operate. We're going to take the profit to what it's worth and then leave. Fucking great article, man. Something that I think is really, really awesome to bring us back up after hearing about that new Belgium debacle. All right, guys? So don't worry. There are still some great people out there. Not saying the new Belgium are bad, okay? But there is a little bit of a genocide on the other side of this thing, sort of. You know, kind of. I don't really want to get into it. But if you have any more interest in that, you can look it up yourself. Just Google that shit in. You're gonna find it. I mean, for fuck, for fuck's sakes, it's a genocide. Okay, I mean, how do you, how do you, uh, how can you miss that? Let's review this beer, huh? I think it's good. All right, regular size can keg nog, ladies and gentlemen. Breweries out of Rhode Island. Let's pour this bad boy out. Bring the volume of that down just slightly. All right. Hope everybody's having a great, great week. Getting closer to Christmas, beginning to feel a lot like it. All right, what do we got here? Okay. It's got a hazy, hazy pale yellow to it. Some floaties in there, which is interesting. Uh, two fingers ahead, and it's dissipating quite quickly. So, mm, the aroma just bursts out, almost like a, oh, I got like a melon fruit, uh, melon fruit uh, aroma there. Very, very mellow, slightly dank on the hops. This is weird. I smell the vanilla, and I also get like a Belgian yeast aroma, almost like a witte. It's got a grassy aroma to it. Slightly dank on the hops. 
not too much, like a wild malt aroma. When I say wild, not like crazy. I mean like almost like it's un, like it's unchained. Almost like it's it's like you could smell that it's not. Um, it's so weird. You could you could smell that it's um, not filtered or something. It's it's interesting. Very interesting on the nose. I'll tell you that much right now. Let's give it a taste, shall we? A lot going on. A very big, big flavor there. Well, not too, too big, but interesting. A very orangey, uh, creamsicle flavor. Excellent mouthfeel. I mean, really, really nice. A subtle vanilla. Uh, it goes with, and, and like a citrus. It's a hot blend that goes very, very well. I mean, really, really nice. And, and this is, this is pretty tasty. Let me do another one here. Mm. Great mouthfeel. Medium carbonation, nothing too crazy. Infinitely crushable. I drank the first one and it went down pretty quick, and this one is just going as quickly. I mean, it's like a New England I uh, a Niepa, but not quite as juicy. But the beer shines throughout. A fantastic balance here of bitterness on the back end. No alcohol burn whatsoever for a six point five. Such a mellow, malty sweetness there too, and the hop. The hot bitterness is just, it's like there, but it's not, it's not alarming at all. They're using Amarillo hops in here and, and it, it is, it, and it's really, really, really nice. Great flavor. Oh man. I'm going to give it another day. Mm. I could drink nine of these. I could drink nine of them and not feel sick. The flavors are just so spot on. Doesn't have like that candied sweetness that you would be maybe afraid of with a milkshake IPA. But I think what's most important with a milkshake IPA is to make sure that the sweetness is balanced, but also make sure that the mouthfeel is on point and this one nails it. And I think it's fantastic that it's a seasonal type beer. I'm calling it Kegnog. And it's just it's it's almost like a, a fantastic <laughs> glass of eggnog that you want to keep drinking. Granted, most eggnog doesn't have a, a citrusy flavor to it, but this is just so well balanced throughout. It gets a nine. Gets a nine. You know what that means, everybody. Well, maybe you didn't know, but now you do. It's on the Mount Rushmore, ladies and gentlemen. Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, Creative Ale Series in their Wheelhouse Edition. You got to give it a try here, guys. Kegnog. All right? Limited release. An absolute gem here. I'm putting it on the Mount Rushmore of the seasonals. It's dethroning uh, unsatisfied. Is that because we haven't done sours in a while? Is it because it's a seasonal beer? I don't know. All I know is it got a nine. I didn't have a fucking uh, rating for unsatisfied. Okay? But I do think that this fits very well under the seasonal and is 100% on the Mount Rushmore. I implore you to go find it. See if you can go get it. I know it's in it's in Beverage Island in the fridge. That's where I go, guys. Excuse me. So if you want to give yourself a little taste of this, head on down to Beverage Island. Give it a taste. And you will not. You will not regret it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I want to wish... You a Merry Christmas. 
And I'm going to catch you right after the holiday, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you get to spend wonderful good times with your family. I hope you get all the presents that Santa, uh, that you asked Santa for. And I hope uh, that it's a great holiday for you guys. So thank you so very much for listening once again. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to catch you next week, right after Christmas. I'll let you know if that fridge came or not, because that's what they said they got me. Take care, everybody. <laughs>